Hey, everybody, I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I'm Pete Schermacher. And we're hard for Picard. <laughs> and this is the podcast where Pete and I are breaking down Picard season three uh, every episode. Uh, and uh, one thing I wanted to get uh, before we get to this episode, disengage, Pete. There's one thing I wanted to bring up when we were talking about the previous seasons of mm-hmm. Picard. We mentioned uh, season two, right? And I think we both agree that it had its high points, but it was kind of a mess cohesively. Oh, yeah. But it was still better than season one. Yeah, I enjoyed it more, better, better than season one as well. Uh, but here's what I really, the Star Trek geek in me really appreciated because the theme of the characters in that were the the cosmic side of Star Trek because you had Q and Guinan uh, and uh, Laris's ancestor who she's she's one of the Gary Sevens. Remember Gary Seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they bring back the Gary Seven thing, and there was all and and even Wesley Puppet. I'm a traveler of space and time, and it's so I'm like I I love that they tried to throw all of that in there just for the the geek in me. I don't know how well it worked, especially. Let me ask you this: Will Wheaton, uh, uh, when he appeared in that final episode, uh, what you think? Season two. Season two. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. No. I mean, it was like really okay. I almost feel like it was like they pigeonholed him to get him in there. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But it was a way to write off a character. Yeah, it was. It was just so funny the the way he's like, "Hi, hi, I'm Wesley yeah. Crusher. I'm a traveler of time and space. I know it sounds a little weird, but yeah, it almost sounds like an infomercial in a way. Yeah, okay. but that's how he talks. On have you tried to watch? Oh, his uh, ready room. Ready room. Yeah, I I I can't get through it. I tried. I to only wa- watched one episode. I, I and that was it. I was like, oh, I I, I tried. Um. He uh, seems so happy. It's almost too happy. It seems too fake. I I saw him on Jeopardy's. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of his personality. He yeah. seems like a lovely guy. Um, but he overdoes it on that show. I'd, I'd rather I see watch Big it. Bang, I'd rather see his Big Bang Theory persona. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. But like he um, I was trying to watch the one with Todd Stashwick who plays Shaw, because I was like, uh-huh. I want to hear, hear this guy's story, and I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get I couldn't get through uh, Will, Will Wheaton and even the, the way he opens the, each show he goes hi nerds like, yeah God, fuck you I can't I can't watch this and I want to watch it I want to watch these interviews because I'm such a completist but no, I can't I'm, I'm with you I'm with you show. but he's a total turn off to it and I'm glad they have him in the, somehow connected to the shows yeah but it's also but it's also a turn off because he's such an annoying but you also feel bad because maybe. It all comes back to all those fucking things that happened to him, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, he the, the, the stories about what happened to him on this show and the way he was treated and everything were fucking shitty, you know? Yeah. It was rough. And when you, especially when you consider, and uh, Jonathan Frakes pointed this out recently on a podcast, uh, the official Star Trek podcast, uh, going in, like Patrick Stewart was, he'd been in some stuff, but the only two known names were LeVar Burton, and Will Wheaton. And Will Wheaton, because Stand By Me had come out the year before. You know, he was kind of a, a star. Yeah, I think he was also, I think he was also in Toy Soldiers, and he was in a few stuff before mm. Next Gen. But boy, I remember he was one of my turnoffs 
when uh, of the many things that turned me off of Next Generation season one, uh, little oh yeah, uh, I mean he was Wesley he, was one of them. Yeah, he was Boxley uh, on the start on the original Battlestar. I was like, oh god, you know? the dog, right? No, the kid. Oh, it's the kid. Okay. I thought that was. I thought it was Boxley was the kid. Or was it the dog? I don't know. I know there's a kid with a robot dog. So yeah. Which had a dark beginning because the Cylons, his dog dies in a Cylon attack. Yeah, exactly. So they they give him this robot dog. Robot dog. (laughs) Played by a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this episode disengaged here's the synopsis on uh, on amazon prime aided by seven of nine and the crew of the uss titan picard makes a shocking discovery that will alter his life forever and puts him on a collision course with the most cunning enemy he's ever encountered meanwhile rafi races to track a catastrophic weapon and collides with a familiar ally most cunning enemy he's ever encountered i don't know i don't know i don't know that's that's a little uh like, I'm not quite sure. The Borg Queen was pretty fucking cunning. <laughs> Professor Moriarty is pretty cunning. Speaking of which, I, I I don't know when we do this show. Okay, we're, we're we've seen up to uh, see, uh, episode five, right? You know, so we try not to spoil spoil. But everyone who's listening to this has watched it already too, so we don't have to pussyfoot around it too much. <laughs> but. uh She's not even the big bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, really? So, you know, and that's what everyone was complaining about at first, man. I don't know if you, how much stuff online you saw. I've like, been trying to avoid it because I, I got, I got fed up with hearing like how people, like I get angry when, not angry, but like disappointed when I'm liking a show and people are like bagging on it. Right. Oh, me too. But I, I can't help myself because it's okay. Star Trek. Uh, and I do the IMDb thing. So I kind of have to read it. And, uh, but one of the, uh, the complaints is, oh, another mustache trolling big bad in a big pointy ship, just like the movies. And I'm like, it's two episodes in, all right? Yeah. Just, you know, hold, hold your horses. And based on what we've seen now up to the fifth episode, yeah, these are the setup episodes. This episode in particular is a lot of planting seeds. Yeah, and, and you know what? And they've covered a lot of ground. And I, But it, how many more episodes do they have? Oh, five, right? Five yeah, more. Five. Okay, yeah. I'm like, I, I think it was eight. Okay, but if it's ten, yeah, and then they could, yeah, then I feel like they can go bring it home. Then they had three more episodes. I was getting a little nervous, you know. Oh no, no, they're they're halfway through now. So okay, I think yeah, so a lot, of, so a lot of story to tell. Okay. All right. So the show starts. It's two weeks ago, and it's the Fenris Rangers that have intercepted the Mariposa because Jack's there. Uh, delivering medicine for a plague and there's warlords and shit and uh he bribes up bribes them with weapons and shows them some romulan ale and uh i just wanted to add, I, i'm pretty sure you agree with me but of all the things that new trek has added i think the concept of the fenris rangers is my favorite agreed i love the idea i love the idea of like space vigilantes i basically. like that I also like the fact that now there's like currency in New Trek too. Well, it always made sense because when we only dealt with the Federation, yeah, and everything's like, yeah, well, we don't have money, we don't do money, and every now and then you're like, well, how does that work in the rest of the galaxy? Yeah, and we really got into it with the Ferengi, 
Yep. But it led to that, that one great um, Deep Space Nine uh, where uh, Jake wants to get the baseball card for his dad. Yeah. And uh, Rom's like, well, you know, they pay for it. He's like, but we don't use money. He's like, well, how's that yeah. working out for you? <laughs> exactly. I like I like that there's drugs and, you know, and there's a, like a black market and all this stuff they set up. Yeah, these are And these are a lot of the things there's complaints about among some hardcore Trek fans. Like, I've read this one uh, over and over again number one the lighting it's too dark it's too dark it's just, well it's not going to look like the fucking orville okay this needs to look like a movie um, i i think i think visually i think these are a stunning episodes me too they, i think they look gorgeous they look like it's something that should be on the big screen i mean it looks top notch mm -hmm. and, and it's ironic is like i yeah. saw who the director the director of the first two episodes was and it's Douglas Aronofsky. And you know what his first film was? What's that? Highlander Endgame. No which way. was terribly directed. Um, <laughs> but this guy's made a like a name for himself on doing television. And this is like looks big. I mean, it looks yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. But one of these complaints is like Star Trek is supposed to be about a better future without all this shit and exploration. I'm like, yeah. But, you know, maybe next gen was light lighted, but you know what? Original one wasn't that well lit. I mean, it was well, bright at times, but Deep Space Nine sure in hell wasn't bright. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Deep Space Nine wasn't bright. And then people complained about that back then, too. And because they didn't do a lot of exploring uh, either. I'm well, like, if you're, you're on a fucking station, I mean, shit. Well, that's they did give them the Defiant to get they around They finally gave them the Defiant so they can do some exploring. And yeah. then they're in a, in a war. So, I mean... It'd be exactly. kind of lame just to be on the damn bridge, uh, be on the station right. without being but, able to do anything. But I like what see, there's a line. I know there's a line in the last episode that explains all this crime stuff for all the people. Like it's not supposed to be any crime. Is a certain character, and I can't wait till we get to him. He says that, and he says that there be a thriving, uh, thriving criminal. Uh, the criminal side to Utopia is only logical. Like yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So and a good actor too. I like. God, he's good. I, he's he's got a tear tattoo in uh, in Vulcan. It's fucking yeah. great. <laughs> and I love that. Even okay, he's a Vulcan. His uh, his buddy. Great, who he played a great villain in Arrow. Oh, is that him? Yep. Is that that's the dragon? Yep. I th you know what? Part of me. Part of me went, that looks just like that guy from Arrow, yeah. but I didn't put it together. Well, no, oh, that, wow, wow, dude, that makes me even like we're jumping more. ahead, though, but yeah. Oh, no, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. We're not giving anything away. And his right. partner here, Sneed, who we meet later, both of them, they're gangsters. Sneed speaks like a Ferengi, uh, Krill speaks like a Vulcan, but they both have, uh, they both sound like they should be on the Sopranos exactly yeah yeah exactly i love that yep so i went back and rewatched this one and i'm like damn he sounds almost like uh like a krill right yeah and there's reasons for that that we'll get to when we get to that one so i will say that sneed yeah. is about as bad of a name as you possibly could give somebody sneed uh yeah i mean it's it's like it's a dr seuss name but yeah but <laughs> it just seems yeah i mean it just is like all right <laughs> So it's present day. They're on the Mariposa. Oh, before that, the Fenris Rangers uh, get on the comms and say, reach out to the marked woman. We found him. 
Oh, and that's who we're about to meet, the marked woman. Yep. So it's present day on the Mariposa, and Jack is telling Picard and Riker that these people have been after him. It was Rangers, and then it was Klingons, and then it was Starfleet. And there's ding, there's a little clue uh, to who our big bads are right there. It's a, it's one you won't, it's one of the ones you will only get until after, after you, you, uh, you see the revelation. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that guy. I'm like, oh, right. That's great. And the systems are fried. Beverly's in the pod dying. And we cut over to the Titan. Uh, where seven in the crew are uh, scan, scanning the ship and seeing that it's packing some uh, weapons capability. And Shaw just wants to take off. And what I do, it's no secret, we're seeing the evolution of Shaw on the show. And it's great because he and is my great. Favorite, yeah. He's my favorite character on the, on the show right now. I'm with you, man. He was like, <laughs> he's like that heel who's turning baby face, you know? Mm-hmm. But he also has some points. And his point here. Is, but he still sticks to his character. It's almost like Jerry Lawler when he's doing a heel turn. Oh yeah! In that last episode, after they've gone through all that together, when uh, when uh, certain someone shows up and they're in trouble, he's just like, ha, ha, ha. he can't yes. wait. He can't wait to get these two assholes off his ship. Yep. <laughs> but in here, but he has reasons, and he keeps saying that a few times here. This is a crew of five hundred. I'm responsible for their safety, and these for two people you know you, you, you kind of feel like he's cowardly but he's not and then we find out there's reasons why he might have a grudge so it all comes together he's not just that flat out heel that everyone thought he oh, was totally, totally agree yep like i mean everyone even my i didn't want i wasn't because i knew the actor and i knew he was cast for the whole show but he could have easily, like we said, been dead in the episode two, and Riker has yeah. to take over, and that's it. You know exactly. He's not, and then yeah, and then writing is easy to easy to have Picard or uh, Riker taking charge. You know, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> and he dismisses Seven from the bridge, and uh, over on the Mariposa, they figure or Hanson, oh, and she he likes to oh, call oh, sorry, Hanson. That's right, Hanson, because he's a he's an XB uh, XB a hater. Yep. Um, on the Mariposa, they figure they'll get to the, the shuttle, the shuttle they stole, and that's how they can get Beverly to safety and get out of there. Um, but uh, <clears throat> they uh, and as uh, Jack goes to run to it, uh, Will, my fa- one of my favorite things of this episode is uh, Will Riker constantly looking over at Picard, going, "Dude, dude, that's your kid." You right? see what I see? You see what I see here? <laughs> It's, so it's almost like high school or even not even high school, maybe even elementary school when everyone else can tell you like the girl, but you still won't admit it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everyone else can see uh, what you what you're thinking or what's there on paper, but you will, will deny it. He, he literally that's, says, that's Jack Crusher. Yeah. He literally goes, hey, something familiar about him, uh, Jean-Luc? Uh, but the, but the, uh, the enemy takes out the shuttle and they're trapped. So now we cut to Metalis, the uh, party drug planet, and uh, Rafi's on the La Serena watching the news. That's another uh, new Trek thing I like, the, the Federation News Network. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I agree. I wonder if there's a, 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 like a, a Fox News version of it. In I, the think, I think it's, good. it's a great story point where you can go to it without having to, if you don't, if you didn't watch the first episode, you know what I'm saying? Well, all throughout Trek, there never seemed to be a media when they'd right. be on Earth. It was like, 
what's on earth well you can go to cisco's dad's restaurant and eat for free i don't know what else is there that's anything else well, to I, do mean, on earth? I mean there was press conferences where we'd see yeah. it like during like original trek like on mm-hmm. like the movie's original trek that's true in the movies that's right you know i mean cisco's uh, uh jake cisco was writing for a newspaper yeah there uh, you i go. guess so there it is i don't know who's gonna print his stuff in fact nobody yeah, or, did because... you know, i doubt they're printing it in, in, in that, at that well, point do you, th- but... do you think do you think way do you think way was really sending his letting him send his news reports he was just whatever kid he was throwing him in the garbage can <laughs> being nice about it that's who without giving anything away if there is because we're seeing a lot of surprises this season. Oh, yeah. let's just put it that way like if episode I, five, I was never guessing this character at all. Me neither. Coming back, you know? Me neither. And all I'm saying is, if Jeffrey Combs somehow can is in this in this yeah. uh, this series this uh, season, I mean, as we're uh, not trying to tease who the big bad is or one of the big bads. I mean, the people watching this already know, but we're just going to do it that way. But you know, Jeffrey Combs. Now, I know the there's no more Wayunes apparently, but he also played Brunt. And Brunt's name is dropped twice in this, but on screen, whenever they go to Sneed's associates or whatever their associates, it says Brunt and it says Mourn. It's a, in fact, give me Mourn. Yeah. It's just Mourn sitting at the end of a bar. Bar, and, yeah. It just, it just, give me all of it. Give me all. This is the last one. Give me all of the cameos. You know, let's do it because I have faith in uh, Metallus and these showrunners that they can make it work because this season has been just a banger. It's a love letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really the movies that Next Gen really deserved. I mean, yeah, that's what it yeah, is so far. Exactly. We said that last time and it's true. This is the 10 hour movie that they deserved. Yeah. And, and you also think about it like it was based off a TV show. It deserves like a, a big epic miniseries like what we're getting and it's what and I'm, I'm so glad they're doing it you know yeah, again and, and you pointed out with a cast like next gen had in the movies certain characters literally have nothing to do and barely yeah. appear in it because it's just the way it works you know in a movie but with the original it was it was based on the big three you know it, yeah. the next gen was never based on the big three mm-hmm. now picard was I would send Riker down for the damn, uh, you know, for the adventure stuff. I mean, it's just what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, well, Picard would start showing up more and more. But I mean, I'm just saying, you know, if he if he if he's got some sexy archaeology to do, exactly. You know, <laughs> what's her name? Voss? Is that him what it was? Him and Vosh. Him and Vosh hitting the town. What if what she's doing? I mean, bring back Vosh. Bring them all back. <laughs> her last love of triangle. Yeah, let her show up. He's like, I'm currently with a very sexy Romulan boss. <laughs> like, I, I miss that she's not in this, but I, I, I know she'll be in the last episode. So once again, I just think she's great. She, again, the handful of characters that they kept from the two seasons, I think they made the right choices. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Rafi Seven, Laris, and the and the ship. Right, that, <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> But uh, Rafi, uh, on the news there, it says that the suspect is a dissident Romulan named Toluco, which is even sounds Italian, which is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's one of, part of these gangsters. And uh, she doesn't buy it that it was all just this guy. Calls her handler. 
who tells her Starfleet has suspended the investigation. Do not engage. Disengage. And she's like, well, this Frankie Sneed is wrapped up in this. He's lying about something. And I want to face-to-face with you and talk about this. Denied. So she's like, no, fuck off. I'm going to go talk to this Sneed cat. So on the Titan, we got a seven telling uh, Shaw that the Mariposa is under attack. And he's still like, yeah, well, tough shit. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, you know, don't, you know, don't think you're not in trouble for helping to steal that shuttle. And she kind of denies it. And he just looks at her and goes, oh, bullshit. That's what, yeah. Now, one other thing you had said uh, earlier, seeing the underbelly, that the, there's gangsters and drugs and something that you like seeing this universe fleshed out that way. And I do too. Uh, it, makes it, com- makes the, it makes it makes the community look larger. Makes the universe look larger. Yeah, exactly. But also, one of the other com- little complaints is, what's with the cursing? Like, oh, they got a curse now. And we got later on. We get some curses. We get. I mean, Cap- Captain Picard drops a great uh, f bomb. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I get it. Now. It doesn't bother me. It, it's a little jarring when I first hear it. Um, but it doesn't really bother me. But I, 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 I don't. I don't think you need it. I don't think it enhances the story i like it i okay. like it i think it brings an element of realism uh that's, to, uh, well, that's fine yeah you know i, I, I mean because in star trek you just don't get it you know never have it oh it always so, it, yeah it always makes me go whoop you know yeah because I mean? it's you know, like, huh? but it doesn't make me turn it is it a, is it a game changer for me fuck no i mean that's stupid as shit yeah i mean and th- yeah these people are in the military Come on, have you ever been around a yeah. bunch of people in the military? They curse. There's a reason why they say they curse like sailors. These are exactly. space sailors. <laughs> no shite. These yeah. are space sailors, right? And, uh, exactly. And, one though, King and they're Friday. not. Yep, and they're not overdoing it or anything. And, and, no, they, they, and they they save them for special occasion, not special occasions, but special where, occasion. where it like sticks out, as opposed to Shane Douglas doing a promo. You yeah, know, yeah, there you go. Number one, I'm going to drop a cocksucker. Yeah. That's what I was saying. But Will Riker call someone a cocksucker on this show, and I'll be in hog heaven. <laughs> I will tell you, I think uh, this is the best we've seen Will Riker uh, presented uh, in 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 Star Trek in like a long time. Oh, he is. I said it before the first time. He might be the MVP so far of this season. He's my MVP, uh, and not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera Hi, too. Yeah, because yeah, he, he does season, he does episode three and four directing it. Mm-hmm. He's I he might have done five. No, I know he did three and four. Three and four. I mentioned it last time when he first appeared on the screen, it just felt like that wave of like like a cool mountain breeze of like, yeah, that feels like home. Uh you know, it just brought that charm, that Frakes charm, and it's it's Will Riker. These are characters we loved. We yeah. love these characters, and, and he it feels a lot more. That closer to the Kirk Spock McCoy type of dynamic does that make sense mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah because we never got to see them be old friends really yeah and we, uh, this is the first I mean we saw him in Picard a little bit here and there but it wasn't right he was still like yeah it wasn't them hanging out at a bar chilling type stuff you know oh yeah just, yeah you no know? they, they were still you know serving on a starship together yeah. and they were definitely very close but you know, it wasn't like, hey, let's get together and talk about the wife and Romulan. You know, yeah, I mean, finally, hell, it's like the final episode was when Picard finally showed up for a goddamn poker game. Yeah, he's like, I should have done this earlier. Yeah, you know, that's um, you know, I could we can watch Star Trek, any Star Trek, anytime we want, right? right. But BBC America, 
for some reason runs like blocks of next gen oh yeah reruns i will i will just jump on that and see well what do you got you know i'll, I'll put yeah, this on no, i'm with you on that and um all, all good things was on uh two days ago or even like stupid like uh, remember the titans i always loved that movie and i'm like oh cool i'll watch that it's on all right cool hey blue with the channels you know Oh, at least I'll watch it till a commercial break and then leave or whatever. We, we we actually there's a network that is only on um on antenna. It's not on my YouTube TV. I imagine it's on some satellite package, but it's one of those. You know how on the, on antenna there's just tons of channels that are basically their own Nick at Nights just yeah. rerun, rerun channels. Yeah. There's there's one called Heroes and Icons. Oh wow! Have you seen this? No. Okay, it's. All day long, during the day, a lot of old westerns. There's a yeah. lot of Walker, Texas Ranger, and just a lot of just shitty fucking shows, right? Yeah. Every night, a five-hour block of Star Trek. Uh, original series, Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. So an hour of each one? Oh, nice. <laughs> each one. And there have been nights where I've been like, pop, all right. Let's just see what's on the schedule tonight and watch uh, yeah. all the Star Trek. It's great. It's fantastic. Okay. Of course, the other night I popped one on and it was the uh, the season two finale that they had to cut the season short and they had no budget. So they did the clip show yeah. episode where, uh, where Riker's got a brain disease. Yep. Oh, worst. Yeah. I forgot that. It's literally the worst episode of another one of Riker's <laughs> shitty episodes. <laughs> It's literally oh, yeah. the worst episode, and uh, and there's a lot of stinkers. I mean, well, it's not worse than the uh, the racist one from season one. So that's that. I think that is the worst episode. There you go. <laughs> the jungle planet. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Best not to think about that one. <laughs> so right, anyway. let's get back. Let's get it back on. Yeah, I gotta get back on this. Let's get on this. It's got this this kind of show. I got to disengage from all these random, uh, random, random oh, bullshit. There you go. Nice one. So, uh, she says, uh, seven says to Shaw, you could be the hero who saved heroes or be the captain. Yes. Let two legends die. I was like, yeah. Oh. So, you know, you know, you know, what's going to happen, but you save them. Yeah. But, but even still, even though, you know, so we're on the Mariposa, everything's fucked up. Picard puts up a bunch of hockey pucks that are transporter inhibitors. Yeah. Uh, just as they try to beam Jack out, so they know that that's they're after him. And I, I love it. Uh, two guys beam over, and, and Will Riker just goes, "Hey kid, toss me them fucking grenades!" Boom, just boom, <laughs> kills these motherfuckers dead. And like kind of goes with his hands, like, "All right, what now?" <laughs> I'm like, "Goddamn, Will Riker's a bad motherfucker." I you love know, those it. villains were looking more and more like the what was the villain from Deep Space Nine that was connected to the the was it the um the Breen? No, where they took no. the uh the drug. The Gemadar? No, was the Gemadar? The Gemadar were hooked on the white. The white, they, yeah. They looked a lot like the Gemadar. They were lizard, they were lizard men. What were the ones that were like looked like stone with a little mm, I don't know. I thought uh, there was a Gemadar. No, the Jemadar had like 
uh, little like they, they looked like uh, lizard people with like horns coming out of them, like dinosaur men. Oh yeah, like yeah. That. Okay, well, I didn't think they were lizard people. I thought they were like stone people, but that's fine. I thought these looked like a little bit like these them. guys look like they're wearing masks, though, right? That's what yeah, I. Thought. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, okay. It's weird, and uh, they they have a like, very a very Star Wars language because all you hear is like click 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 click, and uh, yeah. but anyway, boom. Riker kills these motherfuckers dead, and. So the tractor beam has the Mariposa. They're bringing him in. And here comes the fucking Titan. Dun, Great dun. fucking shot. Wow, what a shot. What a shot. Blocks the right? beat. Oh, the music swells. Yeah. Boom, right in there. I like rewatching it for this. I popped out of my chair again. So did I. I'm ah. like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, when I first saw it, I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. And then when I saw it again, I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Here's a question. You think we'll see the actual Enterprise on this thing? I doubt it. If I okay, well, well, hold on, hold on. Jordy works at the Federation like ship museum. Okay. So maybe it's there. Could be there for the big finale. I mean, it doesn't have to be that Enterprise. It could be any Enterprise. I mean, mm. uh, because in the end credits they show like the list of ships at the museum and like. They reveal a new one each time. I think. Oh, okay. Like, like the Voyagers in there, and uh, there's a, a couple others that are recognizable that are in there. So I mean, is it going to make a break? I'm not that guy who's like this big ship nerd, so it doesn't matter yeah. to me. It's not. But oh, I'd like to see the D. Just you know, that'd be that'd yeah. be cool. Gonna cool. Wow, the D's no. Oh no, the D wasn't retired. The D blew up, right? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I couldn't tell you which one. No, no, yeah, the D blew. Up. No, the D blew up in generations. Okay, and the E blew up in another one, didn't it? Um, Did it blow up during the Borg one? No, no, they didn't blow up during the Borg one. No, she, no. Remember, uh, Alfre Woodard wanted him to blow up. Uh, the one. Blow up the damn ship, Johnny. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I thought it blew up in maybe Nemesis, or I mean, I could swear. Maybe, maybe Nemesis. Oh, Data blew up in Nemesis, but uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe the ship did too, but uh, I don't recall. That's how it doesn't matter. Yeah, I remember in Generations definitely blew up. I mean, I think they, I think those fucked up ship blowing up scene in a Star Trek movie uh, was actually in Star Trek Into Darkness when like all those little tiny ships come in and just like battering the ship into a million fucking pieces. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, that movie is surprisingly rewatchable. That's a fun yeah. one of of the new of that those the new three. I saw that in the theater on a date and went, that wasn't bad. And I rewatched it recently. I was like, was that the third one? The third one. I was like, it's pretty good. That, that okay. wasn't bad. Simon Pegg wrote the screenplay. I'm like, okay. Then I remember, I I remember liking one. the first one. I thought the second one was like, yeah, okay. The second one sucked. The second one. I didn't sucked. like the fact they make Pike a, a, a villain or whatever. Or, uh, like the I, I don't want to say a villain, but whatever. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't like them. Like, the whole lead up is like, we're not going to remake Wrath of Khan. We're not going to remake Wrath of Khan. And they and literally they just remake it. Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and it, and it wasn't good. The first one, I thought the first one was a blast. Yeah. And the, the third one is, give it a try again. I really, I, I gotta, I'll, I'll watch it again eventually. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it feels like it, it's just a, like a romp, you know, there's no real consequences. It's just a big fun romp. And, um, 
And of course, we get the Beastie Boys back because apparently the Beastie Boys are real popular in the 25th century. And in 20 whatever century. <laughs> but it's a great scene when they they use the Beastie Boys to oh, it is. It's beat awesome. the bad guys. You can't complain about the Beastie Boys. And you can't, the one last thing about those movies, you can't complain about Carl Urban doing his Bones impression. because This is true. It is the best part of those movies. He he might be my favorite working actor right now. He's good. I mean, right now on The Boys and, yep. his, and he has Judge Dredd, who was pretty good. His Dredd was and... awesome. And he was in one of the prequels of Lonesome Dove doing the Oh yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, doing the uh the the Tommy Lee Jones character and he yeah. nails it. Nails it. He's he's an incredible chameleon. So everything I've ever seen him in, I've always enjoyed. Yeah, he's fantastic. So they beam him out and we cut to break. We go back to Metallus, and it's Rafi and her uh, ex-husband Jay. And this scene, man, Jay's a douchebag. Tell me, did I miss them? Were they in the first two seasons? Jay was not. Okay. They talked about him. The first season, remember, she like ambushes her son to see her granddaughter. Yes. I mean, yeah, because it's just it was just such a throwaway. It is it didn't stand out to me, type of thing, you know, after because that was what three or four years ago at this point. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. That's what the, that's what this is all about. But and the, the thing whole... is, season one and two are not like rewatchable shows to me. Um no, no, certain episodes, certain episodes of certain them, episodes, uh, but it's like, it. yeah, but you gotta, you know, it's the whole thing about its TV show. Yeah. This this season is going to be rewatchable as fuck. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, this is a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like there's certain scenes in uh the there's certain episodes in the uh, first season that like the one where uh where seven uh becomes the board queen to get the the cube to work and yeah and and, and the and the Borg have their a baby face turn at at, at that point and I'm like yeah that's fucking dope I'll, I'll watch that over and over again but as soon as it gets to the the data planet I'm out yeah <laughs> I'm out I'm I like what care. the fuck yeah. <clears throat> yeah everything about the borg was cool and then the data planet was like what why yeah. we because you want to give brett Spiner spiner payday we fucked you yeah, know and, and it's in one of the mythos one of the mythoses in trek that i've never given that much of a fuck about is the whole dr soon uh, yeah, saga i don't give a flying fuck I, about I mean, it yeah and they play into it a fuck lot, you know. Yeah, you okay, you said it far more eloquently than I could because I, I agree hundred percent. I don't care. I don't yeah. I love lore. Lore's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's good to have the yin to the yang, but it's like other than that, you know, or heckle and ja, or you know, uh, you know, yeah. Harvey Dan and Two Face type of uh, type of dynamic in right. a way. But yeah, but, but, oh God, remember that one where he, uh Dr. Bashir accidentally like kills data and he has a dream. And uh, and it's all about like he's having visions of his father, and it's like yeah. a whole fucking episode of him uh, figuring out the visions of his father. And I was like, this is a whole episode of I don't give a fuck uh, at all. Yep. <laughs> Let's get to Worf uh, on the Romulan prison planet. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Can, can yeah. we get to that, please? Because that doesn't make any sense either. But at least it's got you know at least. It's at least it's some, something. At least it's some, something. At least it's, it's action. It's got some Klingon bullshit. I'm always yeah. down for some Klingon bullshit. There's nothing bullshit. wrong with Klingon bullshit, you know? Mm, some, some smell the hunt. And that kid go, I smell the pig. That kid, man. Oof. That kid was the hell of a thespian in that episode. Okay, but 
Jay here, he's a douchebag to her. She's like, listen, I'm clean. I'm on a mission. People are going to die. I need to talk to the Snee guy. He's like, okay, you can either talk to your son or talk to the Snee guy. And of course, she chooses Snee. He's like, yeah, I thought so. He's like, you're a douchebag, Jay. <laughs> but also, he also doesn't believe that she's clean. No, I think he does. I think. He oh, does. I don't think he does. Okay. Um, maybe he, what he. What he's telling her is, he's like, you just get too deep on all the Starfleet shit. I used to be, and I quit. Now I just paint. Now I just paint and run a bar full of criminals. You yeah, know? I mean, either way, we don't care about him either. It doesn't matter. I mean, no, not at all. But I, I don't think they're gonna have a, a, a tearful reunion. And that's how much I forgot about her kid. I thought we were talking about the one kid who was the warrior. You know. Oh no no that was that was literally one episode not, not even an episode it was like one scene in season one uh, yeah no that's she, what I'm saying it was like you know, when she wasn't clean yeah uh, so back on the Titan uh, Picard and uh, Riker walk on the bridge it just Shaw he's like you boys are in so much trouble God Todd Stashwick man yeah he's like he's that great. guy or you know there's always that like tattletale. You know, you grow up with like, oh, you're in trouble, Pete. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. fuck you, or your little brother. I love that he's gotten. Even before I knew the reason why, I love the fact that he had no respect for them. Uh, I, I, and, and now that we found out, I, that's why I love the payoff. Is so great, but, but even his whole and thing. You'll hear I, that yeah. on episode three or four. I can't remember which one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a. Yeah. Let me put it this way: there's a reason why the character is named Shaw. Yeah. Because uh, speaking of that movie that you'll always watch if it's yeah. on, uh, that's what that was. Yep. That was the Indianapolis speech. Yep. <laughs> right there. It really From was. Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fun. Uh, but Vatic, that's her name, hails them. Here we got Amanda Plummer. And I've heard some complaints about mustache twirling. And I say, go fuck yourself. I don't know, Pete. I think she's fucking great. I, I don't. I don't want to say great, but she's definitely chewing the scenery. Oh, and I love it in yeah. a very unique way. I have no problem way. chewing scenery. Um, and we'll see more. I just, you know, it's just she's just, you know. But, you know. I love it. She's doing, she's so soft spoken, and then. Yeah. Uh, Hey, the cigarette, I, the cigar, maybe we could have gone away with. Oh, no, she's out firing up a blunt, man. I'm down with Captain Vatter. Right. You know, she could throw on some Snoop. And you know, she again, she again, she's not in it enough to fucking. If, even if you hate the character or the performance, she's not in it enough to ruin the episode. Oh, I love her. She gives. But me, I, I, you know, I, I like her. Uh, but I yeah. can see, I can understand that argument. I wonder. I. I, but I prefer I prefer the term she was chewing the scenery. Yeah. I wonder if it's not stunt casting because her father, Christopher Plummer, is the yeah. played played the general in uh, Undiscovered Country. And the best probably I honestly besides uh, well you, you might I mean he, he I mean I, he might have been one of the greatest Klingon actor. I mean oh, well, of course, of course he's Christopher Plummer. Yeah, Christopher <laughs> Plummer. You have the guy from Battlestar Galactica played the first one, John, uh, um, who played Baltar. Mm, all right. the, he played the original one on the original series, so he's a great one. Michael Dorn, obviously a great one. Um, I mean, they've, oh, they've well, what about Christopher good... Lloyd? What about Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad in it. Um, 
I, I, I couldn't see past the, even with all that Klingon makeup. Uh, all I saw was taxi. All I saw was Reverend Jim. Okay, <laughs> I, I can see that. Um, but luckily, he was in a shitty Star Trek movie. So it's, there we go. It's rewatchable. It's not the worst. Which one was he in again? Uh, Search for Spock. Yeah, okay, he wasn't terrible. I was thinking he was in the fucking one with uh, Spock's brother. That was oh, terrible. Spock's brother. Okay, okay. Not to uh, di- diverge again too much, and then we'll get right back on it. I did a rewatch of all the, no, oh, almost all the original movies. I'll never, I, I can't watch the first one. I'll just fall asleep. Oh, that's so, so boring. Yeah. Um, it's not even that. I will bad. say, though, in it's the boring. books, they actually kind of made it cool where they made uh, Veer or whatever the fucking, what was it? Um, Veer. Veer into a Borg, like a, a like oh. an area it was like a Borg thing. Uh, but I, so I decided, but, but, but that's that, that's not canon. So I mean, I don't know if they're canon. Well, you know how Star Trek fans feel about canon, Pete. That's very, yeah. it's very important to them. I think I think he should take your canon and blow it at a canon. Ooh. <laughs> that's the kind of humor that made me a hit in Estes Park, Pete. Um, but I tried rewatching the, the Spock's brother one. I did rewatch uh-huh. it. I did rewatch it. I saw that in the theater when I was I in saw it in the theater, my yeah. friend, with my okay. father, for Christ's sake. Uh, and I rewatched it thinking, maybe, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Oh, boy. Holy shit. I mean, I, you so, know, when I really think so about it, bad. John, I saw every original Star Trek movie in the theater. Wow, did you? Yeah, I saw one, two, three, four, five, and six. And then I saw Generations. And I saw... Um, First Contact? Yeah, and after that, I did not because the story looked so fucking bad on the other ones. And I, yeah. I might have saw Nemesis. I think I might have saw Nemesis. Wow, you, you—that's more than me. I didn't see the yeah. first one in the theater. I didn't see uh, Wrath of Khan in the theater. I didn't see uh, Search in the theater. I saw the Whales in the theater. I saw Spock's brother in the theater. I didn't see Undiscovered Country in the theater. Well, I remember Undiscovered because this is when I am old enough now to hang out and drink and do not. Legally drink. Oh yeah. But I remember walking in into getting, <laughs> hammered, getting hammered, getting hammered, hell, hammered with a fucking pizza box of food, pizza. When you know you can't bring food into the theater, Fuck and you. I had some usher yelling at me while one of my best friends on a date laughing his ass off <laughs> while I'm I'm there with a couple buddies while they're grabbing our fucking pizza away from us. That's great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Hammered, oh, yeah, exactly what it was. <laughs> so, and sad for him to take his date on a fucking Star Trek. Star Trek. Movie. Hey, <laughs> I took my <laughs> wife, my ex. Uh, all, all jokes aside, and that's funny too. Is this date he was on end up being his wife, but became his ex-wife? Okay, okay. real quick, my my, my wife. There you go. You have that in common, boys. Oh, we got that in common. Great. <laughs> it's Trek. It's Trek's the reason why, right? Trek's the fucking break. Okay, <laughs> the breaking point. That's the break. She went with me to Generations, Ugh. and she went with me to First Contact, and uh, I, I didn't go to the uh, the other two either. In the theater uh, was they didn't was yeah. not interested. Uh, rented them, and I thought the 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 third one was a fine Saturday afternoon rental movie. Yeah, and that Nemesis actively fucking stunk. Uh, but at one of these. At one of these uh, uh, viewings, I can't remember which one it was we were at, the local Star Trek fan club had a little, they set up some shit outside. It's fucking the most rinky-dink thing you ever saw. 
and yeah. uh, they were wearing their homemade uniforms that looked like shit. Did they have Spock ears on? I don't know. Maybe one of them did. There's only like a handful of them. And they started uh, going up and down the aisles trying to hand out these little flyers for their little Star Trek get together they were going to have. And clubs, got, yeah. And they've got, but they're going to have a, a special guest. And it was like a guy who played Engineer 2 in Star Trek 3, like some unknown background player that they oh, got God. to come to their convention. And they're like bugging my wife about it and trying to give her one. And my wife just, I can't remember what she said, but it was something like get away from me you fucking nerd uh not because that was don't like t- don't touch me don't touch me <laughs> i have mace <laughs> and she was just like she's like she's like you've got me to like star trek and i like the movies but i can't be around these fucking people i have a reputation no yeah she, just rolling her eye rolling her eyes right out of her head you know <laughs> so funny um so she knows a lot of shit, Vatic does, because she knows who Shaw is and knows his file. Yeah. And she, and she knows that Picard in this synthetic flesh bringing up the data planet. And uh, she's a bounty hunter who wants Jack for all of his crimes. And she's like, hey, I'll drop my shields. Scan me and uh, see what you're up against. And it's like a ridiculous amount of weapons. And then she, they end it with the thing that they can't identify. Yeah, and that's important. <laughs> I mean, and that's they, important. They list everything. Holy shit! Yeah. And there's one fuck. And there's one fucking thing in their hull, Admiral. That I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, exactly. Language, that's LaForge. In, that's in position one, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, Shell pulls seven aside, and uh, is like, "You know anything about this?" And she's like, "Not officially, but there's rumors about a ship like this." And that, speaking of the Fenris, he's like, "Oh." This is the sort of thing that you Fenris folk know too. So, you know, he doesn't like these, he doesn't like vigilantes and he doesn't like reckless uh, heroes. Yeah. You know, he, he likes playing like cowboy diplomacy. Or as, or as Spock would say, cowboy diplomacy. Cowboy diplomacy, exactly. He's not a fan. And uh, <laughs> so- I, I do kind of, I think it's kind of funny though. They are kind of painting like, you know, when you're growing up, you always felt like, you know, Picard was the more the thinker, and Kirk was more of the action guy. Uh huh. And here they're almost like almost making Riker and Picard into uh, into the into like Kirk and crew, you know? Yeah, and that's that's one of the criticisms I've uh, I've heard on like from people who I respect. Uh, it was a little bit like they keep going on about what a wild adventurer Jean Luc is. Yeah, and I never like, would buy that. Like, and like, more of a, yeah, di- like a diplomat, right? For Christ's sakes, you know. But then you look at all the shit they got into, and it's not like it's. Hey, look, look, the USS Hood isn't getting into all this fucking shit. It's no. it's just the flagship of the Federation, right? Now I, I could buy like Stargazer Picard being that guy, you know. He was that guy. That episode, you know what I'm saying? Well, he was that guy. That's how he got stabbed yes. by that Nausicaan. You know, yep. I mean that that's what I know. Was like. That's what I'm saying. I I can buy it. But but what we saw on next gen, he was not that guy. Yeah, and it's of the time. And they're using it, and we'll talk about it next episode. They're using it to create a tension to get to a conclusion that oh, we'll talk about it next episode. It's uh, it, that it plays into one of the things. I'm like, oh, I, I love the acting in this, but I don't know if this is true to the characters and why they're doing yeah. this. Agreed. I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, next next episode so we're getting ready to take a quick break but before we do that captain vatic throws the fucking mariposa at at the titan with the tractor beam just throws the ship 
Loved which, it. Which we get a payback later on, too, as in a wrestling yeah. term. We get oh, the yeah, revenge definitely. spot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not this episode. but Not the I, next I, episode. I think it's episode four, but the maybe, next right? episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode four. Three or four, we get the revenge spot. No, it's episode yeah. four. Uh, uh, Will Riker gets his uh, comeback spot. Yeah. <laughs> so. He pulls the Jerry Lawless strap down. The strap yep. comes down. <laughs> you know, Hulks up. I could I could watch I, I could watch Frank's hulking up every day of the week, my friend. Uh, Pulls so, off the comm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Diana. <laughs> so Picard and Will are like uh, yelling at Jack for info about what's going on. Who is this? He doesn't know. Shaw comes in uh, with his file because Seven gave him a uh, Jack's file. Yeah. And uh, he's got a a list a mile long. He's a fugitive. He's got all a the lot aliases, of, yeah. All the aliases. My favorite alias, John Carson. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I was hoping for like a Chili McFreeze one or something like that, but we didn't <laughs> They were get all it. JC. They were all JC. Yeah. It was fucking great. Um, he, uh, then Shaw yells at Seven, relieves her of duty. Uh, Picard and Will start arguing with Shaw, and he's like, I'm giving, I'm going to give him to Vatic. Because the safety of the crew is above all. He's a known criminal and we're outgunned. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to give you half an hour to talk to him and get any information that'll maybe make me change my mind. Walks out and Will, the first thing Will do, Will says is literally like, So we got to talk about this or what? That's your fucking kid. Oh, no. He's like, What? what, Are you blind? (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. Time makes sense. And he still won't. He still won't admit the possibility. I, I love Riker in this. He's. And so I love fun. I love Picard doubling down on his stubbornness because he's a stubborn yeah. son of a bitch. You know. No, I'm sure I pulled out. I'm sure I pulled yeah. out. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I and I love Riker. Just like just fucking almost like goosing him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like your buddies who's just like fucking popping your busting your balls. You know. Exactly. But but he's not busting his balls. He's trying to fucking make a point. He's like, that's your kid. He looks just like you. He has your accent. (laughs) So Picard goes to talk to Jack in the brig. Lists all of his crimes and Jack's defending himself for what he does. And Picard's like, oh, so you're a freedom fighter. And he said, no, he's a doctor. And he's like, well, I don't think Beverly would approve. I love He's like, who do you think taught me how to do all this shit? Yeah. So, so ever since Beverly left Starfleet, she has been a rogue, you know, fuck the prime directive, fuck the rules. We're going to uh, heal people, which is fucking great. Yeah. That's such a great character turn for a character that didn't always have a lot to do, you know? No, and it's actually something that would be actually cool to watch, you know? Mm, yeah, I, I'd, I'd watch that backstory. I, you know, of all the things she had on that ship, she had her theater masks and the mixtape from Jean-Luc. She didn't yeah. have her uh, ghost candle to, you know, get it on. Oh, God, uh, yeah. With every now and then. It gets lonely. She's only out there with her kid. There's no holodeck. You know, I wonder if she has one of them ghost candles for those lonely nights. <laughs> <laughs> so Picard says, like, who's your father? He's like, and he when he yells, I never had one. And then little couple episodes later, we realize we, that we makes get it. this this scene is even more oof. Yeah. Oof has a bit more oof. Um, but he says, uh, Jack does, he will just give him over because he's gonna sa- he'll sacrifice himself to save his mother. And then Picard takes off, doesn't since he doesn't made it make a decision yet, he's gonna leave him hanging. 
and we're not going to leave you hanging for too long and we'll be right back welcome back to hard for picard and before we get back to the rest of this episode of disengage i just want to take a moment to uh plug somebody's always throwing some plugs plug uh the show our show mystery titans theater that i continue to do every other week with travis Velashin, uh kelly t nelson and a rotating uh a rotating cast of uh guests where we watch old pro wrestling and goof on it or mark out for it or go or make fun of it or love it it's um we do it live on twitch uh, every saturday sometimes friday next uh, week on the 24th it'll be on friday and it's at uh, uh 10 p.m eastern time in the united states uh, live on twitch at jarvis washing machine where you can watch it live and be in the the active chat room full of smart asses and, and fans or you can watch it on youtube just look for jarvis washing machine on youtube we watch all the old episodes um and wanted to give a little shout out to one of those watchers uh, and longtime listener of everything we've done, Pete, uh, from over at PW, the Duke. I don't know how familiar you are with the Duke? I know Post- the Duke. You know the Duke? Well, the Duke uh, got in touch with me. Uh, he's apparently listening. He's a fan of Hard for Picard. Nice. He, he reached out. Thanks, from- Duke. Yeah, he reached out. He said how much he loved the show, and he's having a good time. And and he suggests he liked it so much that he wants us or suggested that we continue it and do strange new worlds and maybe call it erect for Trek or cock for Spock. I'm, I'm down with cock for Spock and I'd be loving to do uh, strange new worlds, man. Hey, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it too. Cause strange new worlds is wonderful. And uh, yep. but yeah, I, I just love it. Mean, even if there's only one guy who thinks the name of this show is funny, that's all I need, Pete. <laughs> oh, it doesn't mean anything. I brought it up on the main event. Uh, uh normally because I, I haven't been doing anything else uh-huh. and uh i i'm like yeah i'm doing a new podcast with johnny johnny um called hard for picard and they all laugh their asses off and <laughs> so they said the same thing they love uh lower decks and uh strange new worlds and all that stuff hey well and, if anyone and they're digging season three of picard hey you know what we're not done yet if anyone reach out wants to guest on an episode of this of what we're doing, man. The doors are always open. It's a party here at Hard for Picard. It's one of those kind of parties. Just a you big know, sauce, yeah. a big no, sausage. No, no, no drugs needed, baby. Yeah, a big sausage party. <laughs> okay, speaking of sausages, real quick, I think that was one of my favorite revelations of New Trek in Discovery that Klingons are double phallist. Yeah. <laughs> the war warps pack in two dongs. Hell yeah, that's that's how he stole Deanna for those uh, seasons from I mean, Breaker. There's a lot, to, there's a lot going on there. But I mean, you know, I, but maybe when he got older, they got kind of. I mean, a double fucking limp dick. That's got to yeah, be double. Sad. You have to buy, you, know, you have to buy as much. You double the amount of blue chew. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, he had Deanna, and then he had uh, what's her name uh, from Deep Space oh, Nine. Dax, both Daxes. Dax. You know, Dax once you go Klingon, you never go back. I hey, guess. you know, a Jed Zia Dax can handle a two a two pronged sword, if you know what I mean. Oh, she's she a, definitely could. She's a warrior. She was a Klingon in another life. Mm-hmm. Well, she was a a Klingon blood brother in another. That's life. right, Klingon blood blood. I'm I'm sorry, John. Okay, mm-hmm. now you're really nerding out. Yeah. Oh, hey, Deep Space Nine. That's of all. I love Trek. Clearly, I love uh, Trek. 
D Space Nine is my favorite. I've said. Oh hell yeah, times. they brought back the original characters for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I right now I am DB curious. And this is where I like to dive into the IMDb for each episode or whatever. Yeah, but, but I mean, that, that, that episode you just brought up, I mean, they yeah. brought back the original Klingons. Oh, like the, the original guys Klingons. Who play Klingons. Well, they had them all. They, they had them yeah. all on there, yeah. Like, uh, on a couple of episodes. Some mm-hmm. great episodes with those, uh, with the original Klingons. Yeah, they had fact, to kill one of them off because he died in real life. But, well, yeah. they, but they also, uh, uh, Kor, Kor yeah. uh, sacrifices himself to save them from the Dominion. Yeah. Like, in, a, in a great, great episode. Episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, IMDb curious is my like to go into the IMDb ever, ever TV show I'm talking about on whatever podcast and see what you can find in there because the IMDb reviewers are a different breed. There's not as many of them. And uh, sometimes you find some smart stuff. Sometimes you find some gems. Sometimes you find some real weirdos. And sometimes people like to point out the goofs. The goofs. And here's the only goof. When Captain Vadic first addresses the Titans bridge personnel, she says, good afternoon. I believe it is afternoon in the Sol system. Afternoon is a relative term based on where a, on a rotating planetary body an observer is. On any planetary body, it is afternoon on one quarter of its surface. Also, the Sol system has several planetary bodies, regular and dwarf planets, which each have their wait, own wait, afternoon. Wait, wait, tell me, someone, someone wrote this on IMDb? Yes. Yes. So Wow, that, what a wedgie guy. He must, this guy or girl probably got wedgied out the wazoo in high uh, school. Well, That's what I'm saying. It's not over yet. So Vatic's reference to the Sol system's afternoon makes no sense. One out of two people found that interesting. Hmm. I'll make it one out of three. <laughs> one out of four at this point. Okay. <laughs> trivia. Now, sometimes people point out trivia that's not trivia at all. And sometimes they point out trivia that is. And in a show like this with so many Easter eggs, there's a lot of trivia to point out. And this is one. Oh, hell yeah. This is one that I really like. One of the charges against Jack Crusher is actual terrorism on Binar 3. This is a rare reference to the binar system whose inhabitants have their minds linked via computer and communicate in binary code in Star Trek The Next Generation 11001001 1988 the Enterprise D docks at a starbase in the binar system to receive a major computer upgrade during the upgrade the binar the binars hijack the Enterprise like, Oh I remember that episode Yeah yep cool Now 23 of 24 found that interesting That's how it's done and actually, they, they, yeah, they, they were the tell. They, it's kind of cool because like a lot of times you'll see this shit, and like I don't know how they do it. Obviously, there's you know spyware and shit on your computers, but somehow on YouTube I get these clips that I mean, I'm, why am I why is this next gen clip? I'm like <laughs> YouTube, yeah. but it has something because uh, something I watched or something. I don't know. I get I get uh, emails from arthritic knees. And I've never put anything online about the fact that I have arthritic knees. I don't know yeah. how it knows. It's <laughs> spyware, baby. That's some kind of spyware. They're literally looking at me rubbing Ben Gay on my knees at yeah, night. That's right. Jesus Christmas. It's the binars, Pete. They're everywhere. It's true. Reviews. Now, this is where we get a lot. And I've talked about the reviews. People, are, people either love it are a little mid or the people who just fucking hate it. No, I hate all new Trek. It's too woke, but it's too dark, too blah, 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 blah. But this one, this one, uh, 
But isn't everything too woke nowadays, honestly? Well, that's just it. Woke is just anything that's anything I don't like. And, and here's the thing. People screaming about woke Star Trek is the funniest fucking thing in the world. I'm like. Because originally it was really woke. Uh, it's the, the whole idea, right? Yeah. The, the whole fucking point, dude. It's the, it's literally the whole point of the you show. You had a woman on the bridge, you know? I mean. Yeah, the first interracial kiss was on Star Trek mm-hmm. on television. Okay. It's the idea of like, hey, it's a future where we all, uh, we, we Get don't along. use money. We don't use money. There's no bigotry of any kind. And uh, we're and not capi- in wars. We're capi- here to, yeah. And capitalism is a joke. What, what do you think this show is? <laughs> it always has been. Been woke. Yeah. I get so mad. Just hearing that makes me mad. I was like, I can't wait for them, those assholes, to find a new term. Because that one really know, actually like, too woke is actually uh, mind blowing to me, but whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. But I just want uh, that that term is like nails on a chalkboard for me. I can't wait till they move on because first it was political correctness, now it's woke. I'm like, could you could you get to something else? Because yeah, the terminology is just really every time I there's a guy at work who said it once out loud, and I almost threw something across the goddamn coffee table. But that's neither here nor there. Reviews seven out of ten. From Met Met DVLS. Now we know where Beverly was in season two, The Next Generation. <laughs> Not even close, but go on. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Ed Spielers, the actor who plays Jack Crusher, was born in 1988. He and his character are approximately 34 years of age. During the second season of Next Generation, and Beverly was conveniently off at Starfleet Medical, which aired fall of 1988. One can only surmise after the announcement we had all been waiting to hear that Jack Crusher was Picard's son. That means Beverly took the job at the convent, I mean, Starfleet Medical, to hide her pregnancy. All of that being said, the episode yeah, is... All right, I like that. I like uh-huh, that uh-huh. All of that, all that being said, the episode and season starts to play like a Jackie Collins novel, but it kind of works. Ten out of twelve found that Jackie helpful. Collins novel. Okay, now he, <laughs> he, he or she is busting out us. That's us. That's our age group. I mean, they used to do all the Jackie Collins like Lucky Boss and shit for like uh, the Sunday movie of the week or whatever. You I know, knew, or miniseries. You know, I back knew, in the day, I knew you would pop for the Jackie Collins, and even yeah. know you would even know. The name of it. <laughs> Lucky know, I've never Luck. read a Jackie Collins book in my life, but yeah. But you've watched some TV? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, they always get hot chicks on those shows. <laughs> in bikinis, and you're fucking 16-year-old boy. Fuck well, yeah. I, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. So that's not a bad theory, right? That's it no, kind of makes no, sense. No, it, it, I, I, no, I don't know about the age working, but yeah. But no, that's um, his age. He's thirty-four right. years old. That's his. Well, yeah. If we're basing on the the actor, though, looks twenty-two. For he does face. look a, a bit younger, but I mean, I mean, do you think Pulaski knew? You know, when Pulaski came... <laughs> was you in on it? Yeah, Pulaski was in on it and never told Picard. Well, here's a little uh, Jackie Collins uh, trivia for you: the gal who played Tasha Yara's sister in season something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was actually in a Jackie Collins movie. Wow, that's a deep cut. Yeah, there you go. You you need to get on the IMDb for that episode. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just letting you know. Little little things I know because I remember having a crush on her and she never did a whole hell of a lot. And then I see her on Star Trek. 
there's a lot of faces you see and you watch those old next generations you're like oh oh ashley judd isn't a judd, goddamn yeah. next generation for crying out loud yeah no, there's a lot of them yeah all right let's get back to the show we're on metallus and rafi meets sneed the ferengi gangster and uh small lobes i think he might have lobe envy of cork oh Cause, yeah because uh cork is dead compared to this guy cork is packing lobe oh yeah <laughs> you know fact. what i mean fact <laughs> cork's got fat lobes he doesn't need to wear a fucking uh uh Tidy, you know, he doesn't need to wear a fucking, uh, you know. Oh, nope, nope. I like know. big lobes and I cannot lie. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sneed like speed on the top of that head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sneed, Sneed likes antique human things and uh, trying to see what it all was. I really couldn't make it out. I'm sure there's a million Easter eggs. I wonder if uh, he stole a, uh, he, he's uh, uh, stole that baseball card <laughs> from, yeah, right, from from Cisco. That's in there too. <laughs> he doesn't need that. He's off with the fucking profits, right? Exactly. Okay. Or didn't he lose that card in a in a bet? No, no. He he has the card. It was the baseball. It was always his thing. But I, I'm sure. That's Kira, right. Okay. I always I always thought he lost something in that baseball game that they played. Oh no, he didn't do that because they lost. Oh, speaking of which, of all of the silly episodes of Star Trek. The baseball game episode of Deep Space Nine might be my favorite. I love that episode. I totally agree. Because, I mean, as a guy, I remember because I, I was always in the collecting baseball cards and autographs as a kid. I remember, like, when my history professor in college brought all this shit. I, mean, I was like, then I all of a sudden I became his favorite because I was like, I was nerding out on all this shit. But, you know, that's the thing about a history teacher. If you have a really good one, yep. they make you care about history. And, yep, totally. Uh, um, and he was a great one. Totally. Was it Dr. Jones? Was that, was that his name? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And I had the, I want to fuck you on my, uh, on my, uh. Oh, on your eyelids? Me. On your eyelids? Yeah, on the eyelids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I love you, whatever the fuck they have. Uh, I think uh, I want to fuck you is even better. Because then you have to yeah. use your tongue, too. I exactly. Wanna... <laughs> well, I just remember, like, I was thinking of that. I remember when we had, uh, the prisoners come to high school to talk talk uh talk tough to us about oh wait hold on wait a second you guys had uh, had a a scared straight yeah holy shit we didn't have that like an auditorium it wasn't like four of us or anything like that but it was like and i remember this one gal shows up and we're then i entice these criminals and because there's a story going around you know there's always these crazy stories i never know uh god bless her she's dead now but she um Supposedly showed up. To, uh, showed up there, sat in the front row with no panties on. Oh, for the criminals? Yeah, for the criminals. See, this is the only. This, see, there's a lot of Star Trek podcasts out there for y'all people, but this is the only Star Trek podcast where you're going to hear about you know an underage chick, uh, flashing criminals yeah. at high school, scared straight. Exactly. <laughs> That's just mean. That's yeah. mean and illegal. Yep. And illegal, and I do not approve. Yeah, I wonder, and I have no idea. I never got with her, so I have no idea if it was shaved or... Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you, know, you know what Steve does have? Sluggo Cola, the Ferengi Cola, which is a callback to Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, yeah. Yep. And he knows who she is. He definitely knows she's Jay's ex. Yeah. Who, who was with Starfleet, and she lies and says she's not, and uh, offers a bunch of jewels for some information. 
And she says to him that she works with Toluco. And he's like, oh, all right. Well, uh, you know, and he does the old, uh, you know, do this, do this Coke to prove you're not a cop. Yeah. Thing from the, the TV show. Uh, the one I remember the most, and you will remember this. I'm almost sure you'll remember this. The episode of 21 Jump Street. Dude, I was like, I bet he's going Jump Street with Booker. <laughs> well, Booker, Booker uh, yeah. fakes doing the heroin. Yeah. They're, they're at the school for the, they're at the fame school basically remember yeah they're at the fame school and it's full of drugs and the twist at the end is there is no drug dealer all of these kids are on drugs drugs yeah <laughs> all these artists are on drugs and it led to my favorite scene where booker it looks like he snorts the heroin but he says later he, there's a cop trick i never believed it i thought he snorted the heroin and uh and they play basketball to the rolling stones monkey man yeah <laughs> I knew you would know that. I knew of course, you. I love 21 Jump Street. There was a period of a couple seasons where 21 Jump Street was a good fucking television show. Uh, yeah, I, I would say from season two to to season maybe even five, four. that's Booker was on it. Um, it got good. I mean, the, 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 the episode with the kid with HIV. Oh, great. Tear your hands in. Yeah. Yeah. Tear your heart out. Tear yeah. your heart out. That's good. That was good fucking TV. The McQuaid brothers always ruled. I mean, Dom um, DeLuise's De kid had a job. Yeah, you know, um, it was it was good stuff. I, yeah. I always enjoyed it. They had to kill the original captain, and then it got good, right? The yeah, they did kill the original. That's that's funny. That's why Johnny Depp even signed up for the damn show, which he ended up hating doing um, uh -huh. because he wanted to do. I wanted to act with Frederick Forrest. Yeah, well, Fred called. The original Fred captain. Oh right, yeah. Oh wow, it was Frederick Forrest. Yeah, he played Blue Duck on. Uh, yeah, in, uh, in uh, 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 man, uh, the movie. This, yeah, yeah. This is also the anyone. Uh, this is also tuning in for the first time. This is the podcast where you're also going to get a lot of where me and Pete are talk about shit we watched in the '80s and '90s, yes. early '90s. <laughs> Low for, for for fucking banks. You never know; it's going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Well, the Lonesome Dove miniseries was a formative experience for a lot of people. And this uh, and I think Pete and I are one of them. This is true. I, I sp speaking of things I rewatch on the regular, that's one of them. And I read the book maybe once every two years. Oh, I haven't watched I haven't watched the, the original Lonesome Dove in years. Um, oh, it's always I used to watch working. it on I would say I don't want to say the reg, but probably about every couple of years I'm like, oh, let's do the miniseries. Yeah, if, if ever I'm going, what do I need to binge this week? There you go. Can't go wrong there. Hey, just, just the first one. Uh, Robert Duvall is... and Tommy Lee Jones. Robert Duvall, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, come on. I mean, fucking you had, you had Spencer, Robert Yurick in it. I mean, Robert, Robert Yurick, Angelica Houston, Danny Glover, Rick yeah. Schroeder before he was a total douchebag. Yeah, before he was, yeah. You know, that that was what that was what uh, uh, redeemed him in my eyes because I had a, I had an um. An unhealthy hatred of Rick Schroeder, of Ricky Schroeder, Silver Spoons, yeah, because of Silver Spoons, because Silver Spoons was on when I was like in the seventh, eighth grade, and yeah, yeah I watched it, yeah, and I hated that kid. I was like, I fucked that kid. He's a, like, oh, he's a rich kid, and every girl think he's thinks he's cute. I hated him. I hated. Yeah, I know. I would. I, I like. I liked him when he was like cute as a kid. When he was, they had him as Ricky Schroeder, then they made him, and then they started dressing him up like Michael Jackson and yeah, him, him and Alfonso and, Rivera. Yeah, I'd like punch him. Yeah, but every girl at school just went on and on about how cute Ricky Schroeder was. So just made me hate him even more. And then 
Turns out he's a, oh, he's good in Lonesome Dove. He's good on uh, NYPD Blue. Yeah, he was good there too. Yeah. And now he's a total mega douchebag. So now fuck, he's a crazy fuck, person. Fuck yeah. Rick Schroeder, right? Yeah, the best character on that damn show was J- Jason Bateman. And then, uh, yep. And they, they did, you know, he left because he got his own show, which was, which, a, which was almost, a, which was kind of a spinoff, but it wasn't because it was the same basic character, the yes. smart ass kid. Yeah. I, and it was a great show, but it, just it was a good show. I, I liked that show. Yeah. It's no your right. move. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, anyway, had, the, had the guy from uh, Married with Children. That's right. The the OG Steve. Yep. Yeah. Who who I always I preferred, as far as Married with Children goes. I was a Steve guy, not a Jefferson guy. I always love Jefferson. You know, you gotta love Jefferson. You gotta love the actor. He's oh, I love the, him. Oh, he's, he's doing this show I'm watching right now called Shrink on Apple with Harrison Ford, and he's he has a small part in it, and, and he's. He still scenes left and right. Oh, I mean, he's a and he's a great and uh, he's like in real life, total like cool dude and everything. Yeah. But it's it, married with children in general. I thought was funny for the first two seasons, or, or and then it just became parody. Then it became itself. shock, almost like Howard Stern stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she does the splinter. She does the drugs. Rafi does, and he yeah. says something about. You know, she smells like Section 31, which that's great because Section 31 is no longer a secret organization, apparently. Right. Everyone kind of knows about him now. Thanks to Dr. Julian Bashir. <laughs> and uh outed him. Yep, he did. And uh and then uh he pulls out Toluco's head. He had it the whole time and made her do the drugs, knowing who she was. He even gets on the lines like, Oh, you're holding it together. That's a sign of an ex-junkie. Kind of impressed. And uh, she manages to stab him in the hand before she passes out. And then you see it through her point of view. It's all blurry. We know who yeah. it is. Worf is there. And the, the Klingon theme is playing. The Klingon great. battle I mean, theme. It's a great moment. I mean, come on. Everyone, I don't know if I've ever met a person who's never liked Worf because he was such an honorable character and he was a badass and had some of the great, you know. So when when they had, when there was not all of them, but you can't, but I mean, there's some great Worf episodes. Oh, Worf was know? one of my absolute favorites. Now, I mean, there's a lot of they they did with the character that's kind of weird. Like, there's certain times in Deep Space Nine where Worf is like uh, regressed into being an asshole for oh, yeah. some reason. Um, uh, he's not a good dad. Um, no, terrible and, uh, dad. And not to steal a joke from uh, Next Generation uh, Pod, but it's absolutely true. And you need to look out for this every time you watch him. Worf's biggest battle is against doors. Every time a door shuts, Worf runs over to try to open it, and he can never open the door. It must happen a hundred times in Next Generation. I liked how he ignored uh, like Miles O'Brien forever. Like just didn't ever want to hang out with him. Yeah, exactly. And then he has to deliver his baby. Yep. Keiko, push. You are you are fully dilated. You may now deliver. Oh Jesus! But. That then, but we see it's worth it. it, it oh, and it's my heart swelled. I'm like, yeah. And you're seeing flashes of what he looks like. Then he cuts off Sneed's fucking head with a bat lift. Yes, <laughs> awesome. Ah, turns around and we see Worf, and he's and he's old. He's got white hair. Yeah. And it immediately makes him look. And this is the way the character is going. It immediately makes him look just like the old samurai master that yep. he's supposed to be which yeah. is basically what their characters are basically what Klingon the whole entire Klingon's mantra is you know yeah but especially especially the thing he's his new philosophy that we'll find out oh yeah about and what he looks like because he's a uh, 
oh gosh, what's the term? The, the Klingon term. Uh, he's a oh gosh, it was what uh, uh, the guy who sacrificed himself was a something something warrior. But he's following the way of of Kalis. You know, yes. you know, he, he's a, he's like a warrior monk thing thing going on here, and just and he gets one line. Michael Dorn one line is like. I told you to disengage, and my heart yeah. just swelled. I got the chills. I'm like, it's Worf. It's, I was so happy. Yeah, I was. So, I mean, people listen. Well, what a geek. Yeah, I am. You know, but oh, these are characters me, I, I love. These are characters we love, and to see him back, and he just decapitates. Yeah. A guy. It's the because best. they're like they're like promising us. Okay, we we've seen who they were going to be, and so we've seen three of them with with seven. Uh, Riker and Picard and, and, and I'm sorry, Crusher. And you're like, all right, where's more? Where's more? Where's more? Oh, finally, we get Worf, you know? And yeah, we're like, think- thank you. Okay, now we only get a, I need to get a couple more in here. Yep. Yep. And we don't know how, Sp- how Spiner uh, plays out in this because he's yeah. definitely not data. He looks older. Everyone's saying it's lore, but how did lore age? But then we go, there's certain things we'll find out next episode that can explain why that could happen and maybe even why Moriarty could happen. I don't know. All yeah, I know is we'll that find out, yeah. something else was stolen from the Daystrom. And I think it has something to do with those two characters. So uh, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see. I just spitballing this uh, with, with someone the other day about what, what could have been at the Daystrom. Someone said, this isn't uh, spoiling anything. because Well, they talked about that AI that amazing yeah. AI that guards the Daystrom. I was like, yes. If the AI is Moriarty, then that's that's perfect, right? That, that, that would work absolutely perfect. I hope that's what they fucking. I do. just remember him just traveling, and they they put him in a in they a put box. him in a cube. They put him in yeah. a cube. But imagine they eventually, you know, got him out of the cube, and now he's in charge of protecting the Daystrom Institute. You know, yeah, I don't see that be. happening. I don't know. Um, maybe you know what? You know what? I will bet. Do you still go to those WrestleMania get-togethers? Uh, I'm not going to this one in LA. Are you going to go to Philadelphia? The odds are I'm, I'm out of doing these wrestling trips. But all right, but if know. you went to the one, at, I'm going to Philadelphia. Yeah, obviously. yeah, obviously. If you were to go out there, if I'm wrong about that being the AI, I'll buy you dinner uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, I know. I mean, I, I, I can now when I think about it, I can buy it. You know. <laughs> I just never thought about it. You just don't want to bet, right? You're just like, oh god. I'm yeah, I'm not. I'm not I don't have a. I don't have an answer. So, no, but usually, they, they, they want to bring up the AI. I can mm. see Lore being the goddamn AI too. I mean, or maybe J Data's memory. I think. Lore's I think, memory. and we're doing spoiling things. Spoiling shit. I think something Lore related is what was stolen from the Daystrom, and the AI is Moriarty. That's okay. My, that's my fan. That's my uh my my head. They only hit it over the head. I mean, they made it. This is a point, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, or either that, or they just they they got the guy from the nanny and filmed that and leaked it uh as the trailer just to fuck with people and they'll never no, have. That's not, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> not Star Trek. That's Star Wars. Oh right, that's how Star Wars does stuff. That's yeah. Right. So we're on the Titan. And uh, Shaw's telling Picard, he's like, how do we even know this guy is her kid? She's been unconscious the entire time. He's a, he's a criminal. He, he's a con man. You have 15 minutes left. But Jack figures out how to break out of the brig with this device yes. he has. Headbutts a guy in the face. Uh, Riker goes into the, the sick bay, and uh, Beverly's recovering, and uh, he wakes her up, uh, despite the fact the doctor's like, no, no. He's like, no, she, she's fine. I need her. Yeah, he does. Like, yeah, he is, you know. Uh, we gotta go doc and uh you gotta go and Picard, Picard, I love this scene 
Picard and Shaw are arguing about all this. Yes. And uh, Picard's like, you, you just need to be Federation and stand up to a bully. You just st- you stand up, Captain. And Vatic pops on the screen and does that great mustache twirling uh, scenery chewing uh, scene where she's like, my ship is the Shrike. It's an earth bird. And how it peck, peck, pecks away. And, uh, the best uh, villain line uh, of the whole show. Just pecks away. Care. I'm like, <laughs> love it, love it. I, I love every bit of it. I, just, I love how understated and weird she is. And uh, she, she goes, you, know, you got 15 minutes, click. And Shaw just goes, oh, terrific standing up, Admiral. I was like, <laughs> I love, I'm like, right then and there, I'm like, I fucking love Shaw. Yeah. I love Shaw. He's the best. You don't usually people, you don't see people like, Busting Picard's balls. Nope, you, know? you never see it. You never see it, and I love Ever. it. Ever, yeah. I, I, I give, give me a. You know what? They're making all kinds of new Trek shows for Paramount Plus. Give me a, a later. Give me the Shaw show with this I, guy. I have no problem with it. him in the lead. I, I would, I would buy into that. You know, give me, give me a spinoff of him and uh, him and Seven and the Seven. Titan. You know, yeah. Do, give me that. Give me all. Give me all of this guy in this role. Maybe tie Stafford. in like, like a Rafi or somebody else. You know, maybe you know you want to keep this stuff going because this is the end of Picard. Yeah. You know? Listen, but, I, I can. I, we'll see if he doesn't die in the last episode or two. But, I don't uh, think they're gonna kill him. I don't think they're. Gonna I would love him. to see a spinoff of the Titan. You know. Yeah, the Titan was Sean. The Titan. Yeah, the Titan uh, was Sean Seven. I, I'd watch it. And and Jordy's daughter. Yeah. yeah, give me that show. Uh, I can totally, the, I can totally get into that. This is like they're gonna backdoor uh, do a backdoor pilot, just like they did. Uh, guess, yeah, Laverne and Shirley had a. Happy I don't think days. they. I mean, I don't know if that was the original plan, but man, they get the same writers, and I mean, shit. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the original plan, but if you see the reaction online of for people for Shaw, yeah, they there's love a lot of people going. We want to watch more of this. We want to see yeah. more of this character. It's not the he's playing a different character. He's not playing like the heroic captain, you know. But he gonna, has moments of being her hero, and we're gonna see that's, also, his, that's his journey. That's his journey this season to become that captain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could go on and on about this guy. He, he's my favorite character, like I said. And <clears throat> Jack is loose. Shaw's like tells everyone find him. Seven, even though she's been relieved of duty, and you have seven who a lot of people will follow too. You know, of course, but you have to have her on the. You'd have to have her on this fantasy you have show to, we're yeah. booking uh, as well. You could even call it seven and nine show. I don't give a shit. Uh, but as long as Shaw's on it, yeah. Um, and speaking of seven, uh, she grabs some crewmen, even though she's been relieved of duty, and she's like, I don't give a shit, let's go, and takes charge. And they listen to her, love it, yeah. And uh, Picard's telling Shaw, he's like, Listen, you know, uh, he, he told me he just wants to try to, uh, he was going to give himself up to save his mother, you know, isn't that enough? And he's like, Shaw's like, Nope, not enough for me, don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then Riker, he brings Beverly to the bridge. And, uh, and just that seven finds uh, uh, Jack in the transport bay. And that's when uh, Picard says, you know, look, he wants to give himself up. Isn't that enough? And uh, Riker brings uh, Beverly to the bridge. This is what a great fucking scene. Acting, right. doesn't just, acting does not just, is not just talking. It's, nope, this it's is reacting. it. About looks and everything that's... It, it was such a great payoff, especially it's a payoff to a great scene earlier where, where uh, Jack was like, when's the last time you've seen her? You know, you don't know uh-huh. her. 
And then what all it takes is one look, and then one he look. knows. He looks. You know? She gives him. Gates McFadden gives him that look, and his he closes his eyes, and that's when he gives in because we've been watching him deny what he already knows. Yeah. Uh, for the whole episode, and that's what it takes. And his the gut punch that, that he has there between them without a fucking word. That's. Yeah. I mean, look. We could goof on a lot of Star Trek acting over the years, and we do. That is top-notch shit right this there. This is beautiful. This is that. That's fucking... It's very Shakespearean. It's very... I mean, it's like it's good, great writing, but the acting executes it, you know? Mm-hmm. And as just a look. Ra- just a look between two two people who we know we saw him fucking for fucking what how many years seven years on next generation seven years on next generation four four movies and now this you know and that's when he realizes that jack's his son and he yells belay that admiral's orders shaw's like what he's like it's my son and for some reason that's enough for shaw he's like it's beverly's son he's like i don't give a fuck it's my son too Fine. Now he ain't gonna. He ain't gonna go across. You know, against the admiral's orders on that uh-huh. one. Yeah. But he even says he's like, "God damn it! All right." And he's like, get ready to engage. And uh, Picard hails Vatic and pats Shaw on the shoulder. Right then and there is when you knew that Shaw was not going to be killed off. I was like, yeah. "No, no, we know now." And uh, just just uh, Patrick Stewart getting to yell "engage" is enough yeah. to make make me hard for Picard. Pete. Hell yeah. And uh, they shoot the torpedoes. Wing. <laughs> they shoot the torpedoes at, at the at the Shrike, and they head into the nebula. And I love uh, Vatic. She just laughs. Like, oh, follow them. Like, this is the most yeah. fun thing in the world. Follows them in, into the nebula as, I, I believe, some music cues from Wrath of Khan play. Because yeah. every time you hide in a nebula, the first thing you think, think of is Wrath of Khan. Khan. Yeah. <laughs> I saw he's immediately thinking Wrath of Khan. Oh, and that's the end of this episode. And that's the end of this episode of the podcast. And Pete and I would like to thank anyone who's having fun listening to this. We're doing this basically for us, but knowing that people are uh, and the Duke and others are out there enjoying that, that makes it all, all better because it's worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know. And there's nothing like Pete and I love getting together and talking about shit we love. And we've talked about wrestling for years and years and years, but we never get to talk about Star Trek. And this has been just our just second episode so much fun this has been uh something i've been looking forward to all week long and i'm looking forward to the next one pete and uh because oh boy because we already know what's coming and i can't wait to talk about it with you because i know I, let me put it I this know. way just just like huh john johnny's favorite uh star trek is deep space nine huh let's give him all the fucking deep space nine that he can handle i mean i had i knew a guy who had a screener of, of all these episodes and he mm. says it's incredible and he ain't lying man you know yeah this is this this and the first season of strange new worlds as far as live action is the best stuff uh the new track yeah like stranger new worlds is good but this is like next level so this because is, of all yeah. the history you know uh i because of all the history yes as far as a season of television that i thought was pretty perfect from beginning to end the the world. I'll check all the boxes. Don't know all the no, boxes. Yeah, and everyone knows. I I think that Lower Decks is flawless, but uh, I'm not going to count it as much because it's a cartoon. I, right. I, I guess. I go. As far as rewatchability, we were talking about that earlier. Just this uh, past weekend, I must have watched eight episodes of Lower Decks that I've already seen, 
and caught some stuff that I didn't catch. Because uh, there's so much. Speaking of Easter eggs, with animation, you could do a lot more Easter eggs. There's so many. On yeah, show. did they have fucking what's her name? Uh, Shelby on it? Uh-huh, Shelby. Shelby. She's Captain Shelby. That's how Shelby. it shows up here somehow, but I don't think so. But She's Captain Shelby. The, the girl, the, the woman who spilled coffee on Picard is, is a captain on Lower Decks. Little stuff like that. That's the geek stuff I'm talking about. And that's what yeah. me and Pete love talking about. And we'll talk to you next time on Hard for Picard. Good night.